Monday. CHUM AM Toronto is TSN 1050, an iHeart radio station and the voice of Toronto sports. Quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, yes, guy. Here we go again. Episode number 63. Jim Taddy, a noted author, writer, reporter. Perry Lefko with you. Perry, how are you this week, sir? Doing great, Jim. How you doing? Let me check. Everything's good. Everything's good here. we got a great show lined up. Mike Wilson, the Ultimate Leafs fan, is now going to be the Ultimate Sports Appraiser, and he's going to stop by and talk by about his new business. Mike Morielli, uh, former CFL star. Uh, let's see. He's the CEO, Commissioner, Canadian Elite Basketball League. will be here in segment number two. Segment number three, we pull out all the stops. Rod Masters. Formerly from Slapshot, now the organist with the Seattle Kraken. And uh, no Paul Newman, obviously, for reasons he's not no, no longer with us. But, but that scene where he plays Lady of Spain and Paul Newman flips out, is, it's just um, it's iconic, is it not? It certainly is. It uh, should be interesting talking to him. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to that. And, of course, we uh, round things out with the Yes Guy, No Guy spirited segment at the end of the show. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by by anybody and introducing fox 40's new premium whistle the fox 40 titan in a sleek titanium body the titan emulates the authentic sound of the fox 40 classic available now in titanium gold or matte black and you can go to fox40shop.com to purchase this new whistle it is a beauty let's bring in our first guest mike wilson the ultimate Leafs fan and now the ultimate sports appraiser mike welcome how are you today well i'm doing great jimmy how are you guys doing uh, good. Everything's good here. So, so tell us about the appraising business. What will you be appraising? How is your process? Well, what I'm I'm going to be doing is I, I you know, I, I, I guess it's about lead in with this. With you know, I've been getting requests for the last number of years about people asking me values on certain things, trying to sell me stuff. What's this? What's that? And finally, it came to a point where. You know, Deb and I were sitting, and I just she just said, you know, why don't you just take a course and learn how to do this properly? So I did. I signed up, and I took the, you know, Canadian Personal Property Appraisers Group course, passed it. Luckily, probably the only thing I ever passed since grade four. And so what I did was I then um, I had now had this, and I now am able to appraise things as a certified appraiser because what I've been finding with people is people approach me with, the more memorabilia is being accumulated by people, they're trying to insure it. And insurance companies now are getting very sticky on insuring memorabilia collections if they're not uh, accompanied with a certified appraiser or appraisal. So you've got that to deal with. You've got estates people have had, I've been contacted with who have problems divvying up, you know, the wares of people's collectibles over the, over the years. And now they've got to try and split it up by the need of valuation out in the states sometimes get held up because of this. Uh, divorces, which is the ugly word, but it does happen, and people go through it, and you got to carve these things up. And people just want to know at some point what their collection is actually really worth. 
So there's all variations of this. So we formed this group. I'm working with guys like Paul Patsko, who's very well versed in memorabilia and history and being able to research things with me. And uh, we've joined this company and Deb's running it. And Deb's my wife, of course, everybody knows, who knows her out there. And she's going to be running that. And we're, we put ourselves out there and we've uh, dealt with a number of people already. And I get lots of requests and, you know, anything, mostly sports. I can praise basically anything now because once you learn to do that, you can do it. But really, my field is not to, you know, appraise cars or anything like that. My, my expertise will be in the sports memorabilia side. Hey Mike, we've seen shows on TV where people come to have their uh, various wares merchandise appraised, and they often think it's worth more than, the, than it really is. So when people talk to you, do you think they have a really understanding, a grasp of what the value is of what it is they're showing you? Well, that, that's a great question, Carl, because, you know, the, the, the thing about it is that's how I really got into it because I did an appraisal for a guy who had a card collection with this Gretzky card going crazy. He came to me and he thought he had the, he had the mother load of stuff, but his cards weren't really in good condition. And I did this one for nothing. I did it as a friend for the guy, and he got mad at me when I told him what it was really worth. And I, I spent hours doing this for nothing. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to get yelled at, I might as well get paid for him. So that was the other reason that sort of sent me off to go and do it this way. But the, a lot of the people, the first thing I try to do is I set the bar low for them right off the bat. Because and what I can do, too, is if people come out to the, one of the hockey shows that are, you know, every, twice a year we had them out at the International Center. And one person I had, I had two people actually come out. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to walk around this room and you take a look at items similar to your own and you see what they're selling for. And you speak to some of these dealers and speak to some of those guys that are authenticating cards and stuff like that and hear what they have to say to you first. So I do try to really educate somebody. So what we do is when somebody comes to me, the process is we will give them a half an hour of consultation free to start out because I want to know what they have right off the bat. And, and maybe sometimes just, I, there's been a number of people that have contacted me, but I've just given them some advice on the phone and moved on their way. They don't really need me to help them do something like that because they just want to put it on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. And some they just want to know what it was worth. So, yeah, there, there is that, that part of it. And we try to walk people through it. But the idea is, just like anything in sports, always expect the unexpected. Yeah, now that you said that, I mean, you, you brought up the Gretzky card. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, if you appraise something today and the market sort of tells you it's worth X, and six months down the road it's worth half X or 2X, how do, how do you deal with that? I mean, for, for insurance companies, it's different. They're going to lock it in at a price. But, but in a live market, it does change its value, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that goes on every day of the week. And that, that's where you take your chances. I went through my life as a collector for over 50 years buying things. And, then you, you know, you've got to open. I tried to buy items that were one of a kind and rare. But, you know, there's still you're going to find things that were very similar and were selling for less. So you have to tell people first and foremost that when you're buying this, you're buying it. The re- what's the reason why you're buying this? And that's the first thing in appraisal. The first question is what's the reason for the appraisal? Because there's a there's a there's a price for insurance. There's a price for a divorce settlement. There's a price for an estate uh, evaluation. There's a price for a liquidation sale. And there's a price for fair market value. So all these things all have to be equated into the equation. And when once you establish that. And you make it very clear that these prices can be very volatile. And with insurance companies, that's why every couple of years you do a reassessment. So once they get the initial 
work done under the way the appraisal. It's just a question of upgrading it every few years for the insurance company. We used to do ours annually. Mike, the whole sports memorability thing has changed now with these things called non-fungible token sports cards. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what that is because I don't do Bitcoin. But how does that affect the industry now in terms of people collecting and buying? Uh, I, I, well, so far I haven't seen any real impact on it from that standpoint, but except that it's, it, it's, these fungible tokens are tradable, I still don't get it where these basketball guys that are selling clips of their games or certain shots or dunks or whatever they've done. And you can go on YouTube and watch the whole game or clip it out yourself. I still don't understand some of it, but you know, there's all different approaches to this, but it is something we can't ignore because it's out there. But as far as somebody having a clip or a copy of something, that's one thing, but having the original is something totally different and I'd rather have the original. So let me leave it at that. So uh, help us understand this. First, I'm going to take you down two roads. First of all, if somebody's listening to this and they want something appraised, how do they contact you, and how long a process is it? Well, it's two things. One, you can reach me at mike at ultimatelyspan.com or ultimate appraiser, uh, ultimatesportsappraiser.com, the ultimatesportsappraiser.com. Uh, send that to me. And um, the process depends how big the collection is. If it's uh, well, And, again, that's where the consultation comes in. So they'll contact me. They can give me an idea of what they have. The more information, and the, the best thing, advice I can give to any of your listeners is, number one, do this. I didn't do it, and I learned the hard way. Every piece of memorabilia that you have, document it. Make a copy of it somewhere in a book. Make a note. Jot it down, because the more information you can give to a guy like me, you're going to save yourself a whole pile of money, because I'm only going to have to do it, and this will save you money if you do it. So document. You buy an Austin Matthews. Game-worn sweater, you buy an Austin Matthews sweater from Maple Leaf Sports for $1,000, mark it down, mark down the date, and keep a ledger for yourself. That's the first and foremost thing you should do. Mike, you mentioned Deb before, so I have to know, you may have the ultimate wife, because she's not only married to you, but she approves and endorses what you're doing. How did all this happen, and what are you going to do for her? Well, oh boy, oh boy, uh, that that that's a good question. Well, as everybody always tells me, I, I'm uh, uh, what is it? You're, I'm punching above my weight with her, I think, and that that nothing has been said true to that. And that's her birthday, so I'm taking her birthday yesterday, so I'm taking her out for dinner tonight. She is coming back from Florida today. Uh, she was a collector herself, and one of the things we collected our, together was rock and roll memorabilia. So we've got a pretty good collection of posters. But she just bought in because she knew that was me. When she met me, I was like this. So she, she saw the whole package right off the bat. So she knew what it was, and she just bought in. But without her, I wouldn't have been able to do it. When I followed the Leafs for the 2018-19 season, she did everything behind the scenes. And Jim knows because I used to talk to Jim every couple of weeks on the road. And Deb organized it all. And this, she's put this all together. She's helped me put together all these blogs and uh, our website. We designed a whole new website for the appraisal business. And uh, without her, I would be—I I wouldn't have got any of this anywhere. So I'm indebted to her for life, and I can't believe I'm saying this naturally, but I am. <laughs> She's going to hold it. Well, against Mike, what we're, what, <laughs> what we're going to do for you is we're going to send you a copy of this, and you can play it for her as as you need to as as you go forward. I just want to end on this. Uh, first of all, thanks for stopping by. But but when you're buying something like from a, a place like uh, the Leaf Store or somewhere credible, you should keep that receipt, correct? Yes, absolutely. Keep listen. The more documentation you have and paper trail you have to each item, 
even pitchers. If you're buying it off a guy, take a picture. If the player signs an autograph for you, take the picture. Because the more documentation you have, the better, more credible it makes the item. The more credence it gives it, the more providence it gives it, it adds to the value of it uh, 100%. Because you may stand beside Wayne Gretzky and he can tell you this great story and sign something. But 15 years from now, well, who knows what, what it means when you're, you know, you're ready to move on and try and sell it. So the more documentation and more paper trail you can have, I'm repeating myself, but please, I can't stress that enough. Mike, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Nice to reconnect. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. That is Mike Wilson. You can find him on Twitter at fan, And, of course, he's uh, he gave you his uh, email address. We'll pump that out for you again later on. But if you have memorabilia and you want it authenticated and appraised, Mike is your guy. And he, he mentioned Paul Pasco. Paul, Paul is a hockey historian, a good friend of ours, and uh, he will authenticate uh, what you have as well through Mike. So if you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. Master your game strategy with Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Where do you go for that order fox40shop.com this is yes guy the radio show on tsn 1050 gameplay weekday afternoons from two till four on tsn 1050 we're going all in on the coverage you can bet on it did you wake up to this austin matthews will finish top three in the heart in the hard voting I'm going to start off and say bang, and I think he's going to lead the league in goals. He leads the Leafs in points by 11, so he's been far and away the most consistent point producer and goal scorer for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who may very well win the Atlantic Division over teams like Florida and Tampa Bay. And I think if the Leafs do that, then Austin Matthews not only will be in the top three, but I think you can make a very, very sound argument he should be the winner of the Hart Trophy. But what Austin Matthews is doing is just dominant. It's dominance. I mean, considering this guy missed, you know, the early part of the season with a wrist injury, it took him a little bit to get going back into rhythm and stuff like that. He is playing at another level, not just on the offensive side of the puck, but on the defensive side of the puck, too. First up with Karolnik and Koliakovo. Weekday mornings from 6 till 10 on TSN 1050. You ain't first, you're last. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors in. Incorporated. And by the way, uh, Mike Wilson's uh, website is ultimate sport, uh, uh, sorry, ultimate sports appraiser.com. All right. Now to guest number two. He's the commissioner and CEO of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, former CFL star and, and still always a pleasure to have him on. Always a pleasure. Mike Morielli. Meet. How are you? <laughs> Hey, you got a few of those in there, Tim, didn't you? This feels like you're back on uh, TSN 1150. That's like a reunion. Yeah, oh, yeah. How's we everybody got... doing? Yes, God. <laughs> 
Everybody's doing great. Uh, and so uh, take us through the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Uh, you've, you've battled through some challenges, and where are we now? We are in a very good position. We've, uh, you know, we battled through a lot of those challenges that everybody's faced the last couple of years. And uh, we seem to have come out the other side doing pretty good. We had a, a really good kind of holiday season. Five of our players moving on to the NBA in various forms through 10 days. And we got a couple guys now, uh, including our, our top Canadian, Lindell Wigginton, on a, on a two-way contract. So, and we've expanded and we got our schedule out and we look and hope that there's going to be a normal season with fans in the stands. So things are going in the right direction. Meet AAP. Yes. You know what that means. It's always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you, as Jim noted. When you when you looked at the Canadian League Basketball League and saw where it, how it started and how it's grown, do you ever step back and go, I can't believe things have gone this well, in particular because of having to battle COVID? I'd be lying if I said no. So, yeah, there's been, there's been a few times where I've kind of, uh, you know, paused and, and tried to appreciate it all, but it's just unfortunately not in the nature of how, we, how we're doing things. We're, we're ready to go. And, uh, but I, I am very pleased and happy with what we've been able to accomplish so far. There's no doubt about it, but I, it, the way I work isn't like, oh, well, that's more pressure. So we got to be better at what we do. So we can't have, uh, you know, a sophomore jinx, so to speak, uh, getting back to fans in the stand. So, you know, as much as I appreciate it and I'm excited about it, I'm, I'm ready to keep going. Okay, so, I mean, everybody, literally everybody uh, in the world has had major adjustments over the past two years. How did you get through this for the Canadian Elite Basketball League, and, and who helped you along the way? Well, I, I mean, we got through it because we just said we're going to do it. Let's just figure out how this is going to work. And, you know, I have a great uh, league office team and great presidents across the league, and the way we're structured as a single entity, it, it really allows us to come together and then just make a decision and go. So there wasn't a lot of back and forth. We just we went with our gut, and uh, you know we were the first team to return to play in, in a bubble back in 2020. The first league to do it in Canada. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. I don't think the government did either, and, and we pulled it off. And then we were first to return fans in the stands last year in, in June and July. Um, so you know again we learn as you go, and, and now hopefully. A lot of those being first is over. Now we can actually settle into being, you know, uh, welcoming back fans that are already used to getting back to the arenas and used to that kind of live game day experience again. Okay, so so you describe the structure of the league. Really what you're talking about there is, is sort of a unified agenda as opposed to how a lot of leagues have different agendas within their different ownership, right? Yeah, so we have, you know, central decision-making on just about everything, and, and the power rests with me. It's just kind of the way it goes. It, it's not, I'm not the, the be-all and end-all, but I certainly um, have the greatest influence and can make decisions, which hopefully have been good, um, but it's always in consultation with our presidents of what's going on and, and really with a lens on the future. And, you know, when you go through tough times, you just have to sometimes just just go with your gut and, and make decisions and, and not let the bureaucratic process you know, delay your decisions. And I think that's been important. We knew that from the get-go. We didn't know COVID was coming, but we knew that if we wanted to create this league from coast to coast at the highest possible level with a lot of parity and great standards, that we'd have to be in charge of it um, for, for a long enough time that 
when we do enter into new groups, which we have done in, in Scarborough uh, and in Newfoundland, that everybody's on board in the same direction. Well, Mike, I want to admonish you for saying going with your gut, because as long as I've known you, you've never had a gut. And be that as it may. Oh, 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 oh guy. Guy. Mike's yes, always been in great shape. So I have to ask you, Mike, two teams, the uh, Saskatchewan Rattlers and the Newfoundland Growlers, when it comes to your drink of choice, are you a Rattler guy or a Growler guy? Oh, that's a good one. I'm not even a beer guy. But, I, but you know what? I, I got to... I gotta pay homage to the to the newest team, just because I, I gotta just lend them a bit of support as they enter the league. But I have a feeling it won't take long for people to get used to going to road trips out there and the fans getting used to watching the, the, those guys play in the spring and summer. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It'd be a great road trip. All right, I gotta tell you about a player I noticed on your website. He may be on the all-time name team of any team, any league in the world. Chad Potsumis. Is that a great <laughs> name or what? You know, you sent me that last night, and I actually, for the first time in my life, thought about it and said, "Wow, that is a good name, isn't it?" It's 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 a it's a bit of a it keeps you guessing. And he's a, he's a big boy. I wouldn't want to get in his way. A Winnipeg uh, guy, six foot eleven, about two seventy five. So yeah, somebody else may be, may be posthumous after the fact. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you can't name an award after him, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one would ever get it. <laughs> That's wacky. So, where I mean, you obviously you're you're happy with how this has developed. Where where are the next steps for for the Canadian Elite Basketball League? Well, we're, like I said, we're we're excited about this season, but we're also looking at you know the future. We're currently playing in um, some international games in the Champions League of Americas through FIBA. So we have a another window coming up at the end of the month, and our Edmonton team, which won our league, is playing against the winners of Puerto Rico and Nicaragua, and there's 10 other teams, uh, all to be crowned champion in America. So we're doing that at the end of the month, and we're hosting uh, three games in Calgary, and then hopefully we come top two in our division. We go to the final eight, which will be somewhere else in South America at the beginning of April for the chance to be champion in America. So that's kind of a – that's that's part of – the growth of the league outside of our borders. So it's a chance for us, you know, globally to grow and our connections to FIBA to grow. And the game is so international. It's such an easy transition to do that. And then of course, we're looking towards further expansion and, and not only that, but bringing on new local ownership groups to some of our existing teams to kind of take it the rest of the way. So everything's kind of coming together all at once. And it's my job to try and figure it out. Mike, I have to ask you a question about the CFL near and dear to your heart. There's been so many off-season moves. I want to go make a futures bet. I'm asking you to tell me which team is going to win the Grey Cup this year. Oh, my goodness. You know, for the first time in I don't know how many years, that may be a legitimate question that most people can't answer. Only because if you look at the East specifically, I think there's more parity now. I mean, they haven't snapped the ball. They haven't gone to training camp. But there's suddenly real competition in the East. And I think that skews heavily who's going to even be in the East final and then be in the Grey Cup, right? Um, so this is maybe this is exactly what the CFL needs. I know that the free agent stuff is crazy for fans, um, but maybe they need more parity. And maybe this is going to get it. 
Okay, so I'm going to ask you to sort of divide yourself here, and I'm going to reduce the question to Hamilton-Toronto. Which team will have the better season, Tiger Cats or Argonauts? And I know this is tough for you. Yeah, I, I still think the Cats are a, a all-round good team. Um, you know, I think Toronto's going to pick up a lot of talent, and they already have. It's how quickly they gel. I don't know if the, the group of remaining Argo players are as good as the group of remaining Tide cap players, if that makes sense. No, God. Had their pieces. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen on the S Guy Radio Show, and it just did. <laughs> Mike, thanks, thanks very much for stopping by. Always a pleasure. It certainly is, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. We will talk to you guys soon. Thanks again. Okay, thank you very much, Mike Morielli, uh, Commissioner, CEO, Canadian Elite Basketball League, former CFL player, of course, and an all-around good guy. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and a real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And be prepared on the ice with the Fox 40 hockey products such as the Fox 40 Call, the Fox 40 Super 4 CMG. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order and you check out at fox40shop.com. This is YESGUY, the radio show on TSN 1050. First up with Karolnik and Koliakovo. I appreciate you guys. I listen to you every morning, so all the very best, gentlemen. You're the best, right, buddy. Darcy Tucker. Best buds with your buds. Weekday morning, 6 till 10 on TSN 1050. If you ain't first, you're last. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Wow. Those are the keyboard stylings of Rod Masters from the movie Slapshot, and Rod is now the organist with the Seattle Kraken, and he's with us now. Rod, welcome. How are you today, sir? Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. That all sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Good to be here. <laughs> so, look, our pleasure to have you. So, so there's a bit of a gap between Slapshot and now. How did you? How did you fill that gap? I have been working as a musician the whole time. I was kind of a beginner professional musician at the time I did Slapshot, and uh, I was playing in lounges and rock bands and uh, so on and so forth, and done a lot, of, a lot of playing since then, and lived in a lot of places, and a lot of experience. So that's what I've been doing. Oh, from, from Nashville to Vegas and Austin, and even uh, Alaska I played, but that, but also, I traveled, you know, uh, worldwide. Did a lot of traveling everywhere. But I'm working as a musician. Rod, you never got a credit from the film Slapshot because you didn't utter one line. Do you feel after all these years you are finally getting your just desserts? That's exactly the way I feel. I, I'll never forget the day I went in and watched the movie for the first time in the theater. 
and my name was on at the end. I, my heart was broken. But, um, you know, I can always just tell people I was there. And, of course, all the people that I knew in Johnstown knew know me and, and knew I was in the movie. And it's a pretty cool part. <clears throat> but um, I never really talked to anybody about it after that. You know, I never, I never dreamed of playing in, in an arena, especially like the one here in Seattle. <laughs> so take us through, how did you get that role in the movie, and, and, and how, many, how many scenes ended up in the cutting room floor? Um, on the cutting room floor? What do you, what do you mean? Well, I mean, how many things did you do that didn't end up in the movie, or was it just the one oh, scene and that was it? Okay, yeah. Um, well, I was actually, the real reason that I got in the movie was because I worked in a music store in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, where they're shooting the movie. And, um, uh, and as far as I know... They didn't. I didn't do any. Uh, or, or remember that I didn't do any scenes that that were actually cut. Of course, like like the one where I got hit in the head with a slap shot. Uh, I mean, we went over it several times. A lot of those got thrown out, but that, but it's still the you know they kept the scene. <laughs> but um, that it also, I I knew a few of the guys that were in the movie, but that isn't why. Uh, I got the part at all. Like Paul Newman's brother, Art Newman, used to come in every night and play drums with us. I was playing in the, in the lounge at the Sheraton where everybody stayed. And uh, he came ahead of all the movie people to help get things set up and ready to go for all the actors and, and the entourages and the production team and so forth. Ron, I have to ask you a very serious question. Do you wear a helmet when you're doing your games at the uh, for the Kraken? You know, at first, they were having me wear the helmet all the time. And just the last game or two, they said, I don't have to wear the helmet all the time. <laughs> they said, only when I play Lady of Spain. So uh, <laughs> and playing Lady of Spain is usually a night, nightly thing. It's very rare that I don't play that now. <laughs> And I don't think I've played it since since I was in the movie Slapshot. <laughs> so uh, the the Lady of Spain scene in Slapshot, how many takes was that, and what was it like to have Paul Newman come up from behind you and rip your music? It was a very surreal experience. I've always been a, I was always a Paul Newman fan, and uh, I just tried to block that out of my mind, even though I was a young professional uh, musician I was uh, able to just focus on what I was supposed to be doing and not worry about the surrounding area you know uh, just do your job and, but um, yeah it was I think I might have faded when I get, finally got out of there but <laughs> it was unbelievable yes go <laughs> <laughs> Rod, the, the movie itself became a cult. For any kid playing hockey, everyone knew Slapshot. Were you aware of how big that film became? You know, it was one of those films uh, that just has stood the passage of time. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know that Slapshot had become such a cult through all these years. Because I've never really been a, a hockey fan. I just played the organ in a movie. And I, that was my part, 
and I've only been to a few hockey games, uh, and I had no idea that Slapshot was still, you know, I mean, with my friends from Johnstown that I still talk to quite often, you know, every time I talk to them, they, they always have a, uh, a Slapshot line to say, you know, a quote from Slapshot. And, uh, but I didn't know there was like thousands and thousands of people like that. <laughs> but I found out now, yeah, you know, the people recognize me and everything else when I come out of the arena at, at, uh, in Seattle. It's just unbelievable. And I never thought that I would be able to use the fact that I was in Slapshot. I could use that as a getting a job if I wanted one. <laughs> and it really is. And in fact, I wasn't even looking for a job when I got this one. I'd retired. <laughs> well, look, I, you know, this this is a sort of a traditional sound. So you've been playing the organ at hockey games uh, most of your life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna substitute organ with keyboard, so I don't sound rude. Has the keyboard okay. that you play changed over the years, or are you using the same keyboard because it it sounds the same? Yeah, uh, keyboards, electronic keyboards today, even though they're portable, have come such a long way since the old Farfisa days. And it, uh, you can get them to sound like just about anything. And, uh, and of course, organ would be one of the big things. Uh, and yeah, you can make it sound like a, a church organ or a hockey arena organ or Hammond B3 pop sound you know, organ, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it has a pretty good sound. Uh, I'm, I am in the market for a new organ. My, even my portable keyboards, even though I use them for years, uh, like I said, I retired a couple of years ago. So they're, they're kind of aged and, and they're getting the job done, but I'd, I'd rather have a proper organ with bass pedals and two manuals and, and so forth. That's more, more for hockey type things so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that really soon rod do you sing have you ever sang lady to spain uh i've never sang the whole song uh sometimes when i hear it it'll be stuck in my head and i'll be humming it and singing it a little, little bit but i really don't know the words uh maybe the first couple couple of lines lady of spain i adore you right from the first time I saw you. And that's really the only thing I remember. I, I took that, I learned that song when I was a kid, when I was taking organ lessons. So it was kind of funny that when I sat down at the organ, the first thing that George Roy Hill, the director, asked me to do was what, he just looked at me and goes, play Lady of Spain. And he liked the way I did it. And so I was in. And I guess I think my nerdy look kind of, might have had something to do with it because there were a lot of people auditioning for the job. I never, I couldn't believe I got it. Well, Rod, it's a tradition on this show for a guest to say yes, guy. So can you say yes, guy, for us, and can you sing it? Lady of Spain, okay, yes, guy, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, and I'll do my best. It's pretty early in the morning here, but it's Lady <laughs> of Spain, I adore you. <laughs> Uh, right from the night I first saw you. But I, actually, I got one right here in front of a keyboard. Here. Yes, girl! 
There you go. Oh my goodness! Uh, so now, now that you have the keyboard in front of you, uh, who inspired you? I mean, I, I think of uh, keyboards in, in rock. I think of uh, Billy Preston and, and Rod Argent. Who was your inspiration? Actually, yes, through the years, Billy Preston actually he, he was a very influential uh, uh, piano player or and organ player. Uh, and there's been a lot through the years. Uh, you know, of course, like Elton John and Billy Joel and people like that. I'm a kind of a pop guy, and but they are still excellent, great musicians, and uh, they inspire me. But at the time when I learned to play the organ, I was uh, six years old, and we every time we go to church, we had an old old player piano in our house, and I'd listen to the hymns and I'd come home and play them, and that's when my mom and dad decided to give me some lessons. Even though we couldn't afford it, but uh, I did it, and it sure has beat uh, working for a living. <laughs> well, if if "Lady of Spain" is your most popular song, what's the what's the favorite song that you like to play on the organ? On the organ, wow! Um, I like playing "Malaguena." I've always loved that song. The Spanish uh, song is like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is classic. Yes, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Rod. Thank you so much for your time and, and all the best. Yes, guys, and thank you, thank you guys uh, for having me. It's my, my pleasure. Our thrill, Rod Masters, ladies and gentlemen, from Slapshot and the Seattle Kraken Organ Booth or Loft, which I think he's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he may be in there right now. He's he's cranking out some tunes. So on the way out, uh, we'll have Yes Guy, No Guy coming up next. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. He specializes in mortgage financing for purchases, refinances, home equity line of credit, and private lending. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact him on Twitter at MTG Dean. Visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Stay safe and stay heard with the Fox 40 electronic whistle producing 100 decibels at the push of a button. The electronic whistle is perfect to bring along for any outdoor activity. And don't forget to use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to fox40shop.com. This is YESGUY, the radio show on TSN 1050. Number one in inspiration. Someone said I was inspired to go to the bulk barn last week. Like, that's not what yeah, we're talking about. Somebody said a good bowel movement. <laughs> Overdrive. <laughs> Toronto's Legends of the Couch. Weekdays 4 to 7 on TSN 1050. I appreciate people that are just honest. They're like, no, not really. Like, nothing's inspiring. Fine. TSN 1050. Listen anywhere. Stream us on iHeartRadio, the TSN app, or on Apple CarPlay. TSN 1050, everywhere you want it. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Yes Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the officially sanctioned Yes Guy, No Guy on Yes Guy, the radio show. Go ahead, sir. 
Rod Masters playing Lady of Spain will go down as one of the Yes Guy's greatest moments. Oh, an emphatic Yes Guy. That was just, that was a pleasure. I mean, he's seated, seated right at the keyboard and he cranked it out. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. That's an emphatic Yes Guy. Yes, yes Guy! guy, no guy from this <laughs> Okay, guy. The, yes, guy. No guy. Number two. Uh, Morgan Riley's power play goal against Pittsburgh on Thursday night was and will be considered the goal of the year for Leafs fans. Yes, guy. No guy. No guy. There's still plenty of hockey games to be played. It's a great moment, but anytime Austin Matthews touches the puck, that could be the play of the year. Okay, guy. I just. Yeah, okay. I know. I knew you were going to do that. I just want to point out that on a power play where there was no neutral zone drop pass. It was such a pleasure to watch him skate up the ice and rifle it home because that power play so many times with the stutter, and everybody does it. I don't like that play, but that was, that was a welcome relief. Go ahead, sir. Well, you just took away my yes guy, no guy. Should the league b- abolish this drop-back pass on the power play because everybody does it and it's boring? No guy. Oh, I know. Oh, no, no, yes, guy. Uh, you know, originally it was done for high uh, elite teams that are, are going at full speed. And if you do it at full speed, it's effective. But when you put the steamboats in there, it is so predictable. It clogs up your breakout. It's just, I just don't understand why it, it's that much of a go-to because it, I don't think it's very effective at all. But anyway, let's, let's proceed. Yes, guy, no guy. You miss NHL participation at the Olympics. Yes, guy. I think it did take away from this year's Olympics, and having said that, it put the spotlight on the women. The women are, that program is, is amazing. They're, they got a goal. They got some great players. So maybe it was a chance to just focus on the women instead of the men this year. Yeah, that's, I'm going to take the positive and go down that road. Uh, all due credit, obviously, to the Canadian women's hockey team. There's some great, great individuals and hockey players on it. All of them are, and it was fun to watch. So we'll just we'll, we'll take what we have, and that's gold medal in, in hockey, and, and the women delivered that, and congratulations to all of them. It's a fantastic program. Go ahead, sir. Mike Morreale should trademark always a pleasure. I think he might be a little late to the trough on that one, but we'll we'll see. Uh, let's move on. Yes, guy, no guy. Um, this is the the worst possible time for Major League Baseball to have a labor dispute. Yes, guy. These guys are tone deaf. They, what they're doing is makes no sense at all, and people are just going to not care anymore. So, I have I have no other comment than to say these guys are have no idea what the fans think about. They've lost reality. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I understand the process, and I get it, but the timing is really wrong. Go ahead, sir. Phil Mickelson has lost his reputation as a golf supporter with his endorsement of the Saudi Golf League. Uh, I'm going to say no guy. I don't, uh, I don't think that that erodes his credibility at all. I, 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 don't, I encourage people to do whatever they can do that's within the limits of, of the rules, and, and that's what he's doing, and I don't have any problem with that. How about yourself? Yeah, I think he's ruining it. I think he's a great player, but I just think he's thinking instead of himself, instead of the league that gave him the opportunity, or the golf association that gave him the opportunity to be this great. Okay, well, I can understand that, and I think we agree to disagree. Yes, guy, no guy. Oregon players are underrated. Oh, yes, guy. Yes, on the other guy! Hand, on the other hand, I would rather hear rock music than the organ playing because... Sometimes it's just too old school. 
So I'm all over the place. Yes, guy, no guy. I, I, I've lost total reality with what the question was, guy. Yeah, okay, okay. So let me end on this. Yes, guy, no guy. When talking to an organ player, it's, it's probably better to refer to the piece of equipment as a keyboard as opposed to an organ. Oh, yes, guy. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed Episode 63 of Yes, Guy. hope you come back next week for Episode number 64. Our guest list is not even final yet, but we're working on some, some big names, and, and we look forward to it. Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy your weekend. First Up with Karolnik and Koliakovo, weekday morning 6 till 10 on TSN 1050. If you ain't first, you're last.